We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take a sec and answer one of the most commonly asked questions I get asked. Can I come with you? Well, the quick answer is yes. I host two trips a year that are open to you, but these are not your typical group trips. These are intimate adventures that allow you to travel responsibly, connect authentically, and experience a new culture alongside those that call it home. If you're interested in learning more about how you can travel with me or what destinations are on the docket for this coming year, then head to the link in the show notes and join my travel community. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, then you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the most beautiful parts of this world are those we get to connect with. I love the opportunity hosting these trips gives me to share some of those amazing people with some of you in real life. And if you're tuning in for the first time, then I'm so excited to share one of those amazing humans with you right now. Today, I want to introduce you to Brandon. Brandon and I are here in Bolivia. Um, Brandon is uh, my last minute co-team member here in this uh, project that is a, a dream in my mind and we got to bring it to reality but um, Brandon is somebody that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, through a mutual friend in Canada a few months back and um, reached out to him and was like hey I've got this this project and do you want to go to Bolivia and he was like heck yeah and here we are um, but Brandon is just uh, aside from being extremely talented pouring a hundred percent of his ability and energy into everything that he's doing as a, a photographer a videographer um, he's also just an awesome person um, we have pretty much been through it no sleep no food uh, getting lost getting stuck in the mud uh, <laughs> losing equipment <laughs> and uh they say you really see the type of person somebody is when they're under stress. And uh, <laughs> I've really seen Brandon under a lot of stress and he's still an awesome person. And I'm still like just honored to have him as a friend and uh, and get to, to work together on this shoot that we've been doing and uh, just honored to have him here. So uh, really grateful that you've agreed to sit down and let me share a bit of who you are with everybody. So Brandon, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've been through a little bit to get here more or less <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> just a bit so um so i have a list of questions i work through with all of my guests they're all just designed at getting to know you mm-hmm. um your view of the world who you are there's no wrong answers because it's you so answer as you feel it and uh okay. we'll dive right in sick okay cool uh first one is who do you define yourself as uh <laughs> i don't know i've actually never been that's a hot one to start with um i've never really thought about it but um, I don't know. I'd like to say just like someone who wants to experience the most out of life. Like I don't really like the idea of being like in one place, uh, stagnant, I guess is a good way to say it. Um, just to like have the ability to try to experience as much as possible. Uh, and that's experiencing like people, new places, um, new hobbies, that sort of thing. I feel like, not to say that like if you enjoy one thing and you enjoy doing that all the time, like that's totally fine. But 
I don't know, I guess just like, yeah, to define me as a person is like someone who just wants to experience the most out of the world and um, kind of do whatever I can to do, make that happen. Like coming to Bolivia three days after you ask me. (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, that that pretty much aligns fully. Yeah, there's very few people that, I mean, I guess I say there's very few people, but then there's so many people within our community in within what we do that it's normal for people to be like, yeah, no, we're just going to last minute do this thing. Yeah. And then everybody else in our lives is like, what? What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, you said your parents were like, where are, you, where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah, they called me afterwards and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to Bolivia. And they're like, when? I was like, Friday. They're like, it's Tuesday. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we just figured it out like an hour ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean all the best things happen that way yeah (laughs) maybe not all of them but at least a solid amount no and like but like even some of the photographers back in calgary like i told them what i was doing and they were like holy shit like (laughs) that's a lot and it's like i know it's a lot um but it's one of the most unique and beautiful places in the world and i was kind of like all right this is my shot this is my chance to um go work on a cool project but also to see this part of the world and document it so Yeah. yeah no it is and yeah, for anybody wondering, it is. it takes a minute to get here. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> a minute is 3.5 days yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sharing all that. So, yeah, you definitely follow along on socials and check out the, the whole experience. And, and if you're watching um, the podcast on YouTube, uh, you might see some redness in both of our faces. We got pretty cooked out in the, in the salt flats today Yeah. and yesterday. It's pretty much just like a giant um, mirror. So... You can't really get away from it at all. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't really think about that part. Um, and by the end of the day, we started to notice that obviously we were getting some color. And yeah, and now here we are. Red. Looking like tomatoes. <laughs> but happy, content tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that line, um, next question is, what's your favorite food? My favorite, ooh. Favorite food? Can it be like a meal? It's your favorite food. It can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> you don't have to ask my permission. Probably no. a Big Mac <laughs> from McDonald's. I'm not kidding. I love the sauce so much. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's so good. Definitely been giving you a little grief for that one. Yeah, yeah. She's been chirping me about my, a little bit of my diet, but it's fine. It's all right. It's fine. He, yeah, honestly. Yeah, you did get me to eat Burger King for the first time in like, I don't know, probably 25 years. So. And how was it? It was good. There we go. <laughs> we were starving. A little <laughs> bit of fried food else. doesn't hurt. It's this fine. is fair. Yeah, <clears throat> valid. Uh, are you reading anything right now? I read the subtle art of not giving a fuck like every year. I actually don't read. I go through phases of reading. Um, right now, I haven't been reading a lot. I just feel like there's too much too much for me to do. So, um, but yeah, that's like one book that I often come back to. And I don't think it's for everyone. Um, it's my kind of sense of humor to it. And basically it's like teaches you that, um, it teaches you what problems you should care about and problems Mm -hmm. you shouldn't care about and what to prioritize and how that's going to help you excel and be happier in life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a title that definitely grabs people's attention too. So well done on that. It's polarizing. Yeah. 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 It's Mark Manson. He, uh, I think Mark Manson is the name, but yeah, he's a, I, I, I like him. I like his, uh, writing and yeah yeah that's cool um what 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 would you say is your greatest fear greatest fear i like to pretend i would be fine but i think ending up alone Hmm. yeah i think just like the thought of like i don't know not having a romantic relationship or like a family or any friends like yeah that that fear of just 
not having anyone because obviously it's important to have these people in your life to help support you and um yeah i'd say that's the biggest Mm -hmm. fear yeah i think it's something pretty much at least most of us can uh, understand align with and and relate to pretty quickly yeah i'm not like scared of heights or anything like that it's mostly like (laughs) something valid maybe something a little <laughs> deeper yeah fair no that's yeah i say something valid i am afraid of heights so yeah <laughs> no yeah. not not deathly but yeah that's cool yeah I, I think i think that's something that a lot of us can understand for sure yeah so yeah that's fair um um on the other end of that what would you say that you value the most i feel like it's hard to say one thing but i i think so okay maybe a little bit of a story um so i grew up in ontario and I went to school in Kingston, Ontario, and I grew up in Petaball, Ontario, and went through high school there. Um, <laughs> there's some wind, yeah, but you're not going to hear it if you're just listening. There's some loud <laughs> noises going on, sorry. Um, but yeah, basically I spent um, 24 years in Ontario, and then um, when the pandemic hit, I kind of had time to sit in my parents' basement, basement basically, mm-hmm. and think about what I wanted to do with my life. And... I always knew I wanted to do like photo and video and kind of use it as a tool to traveling the world. Um, But I knew in order to do that, I kind of had to uh, make a big change in my life. And that big change was moving out to Alberta, to Canmore, Alberta in the the Canadian Rockies. And then um, long story short, I'm now in Calgary. I'm living with my girlfriend, Danielle, who I guess that would be the most important thing, the thing I value the most. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Danielle, it would probably be, um, well, yeah, relationships, I think is what I'm trying to say. I, d- mm-hmm. I don't want to pinpoint it, but I learned from moving away from everyone I've grown up with and spent a lot of time in university. Like I had a, like, those are really deep relationships mm-hmm. to have and like to kind of just like, throw that away and only be able to see them maybe once a year Mm. was kind of tough I didn't really think about it because when I moved it was still during the pandemic so you couldn't really go and see people anyway so I was like okay well it doesn't matter obviously the pandemic ended and then it was like oh my god I really really miss these people Yeah. yeah and I like never used to prioritize or see the value in like it sounds bad but like family and like friendships but now I realize it's like the most important thing in my life and that I need to put in a lot of effort to Hmm. keep them yeah yeah I mean I think that's that's normal for us to like not realize the value in something until we realize that we don't have it as much and it's like oh wow I that's really important and yeah Danielle's she has a super cool chick (laughs) I I met you guys together and uh yeah extremely talented on the ice among other things and just a just a cool chick for sure so the best yeah I'm sure she'll she'll be like thank you yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, when was the last time you felt joy? Uh, this morning. <laughs> we uh, we went out to the salt flats this morning at 4 a.m. We got like maybe an hour or two of sleep. Yeah. And after getting like no sleep all week. <laughs> and while we were driving out there, we couldn't find any water on the salt flats, which creates the reflection, uh, the mirror effect. And after driving for about an hour, because I kept looking at my phone because I was worried the sun was going to rise. Um, we eventually found it some. Uh, we eventually found some water, and we got to shoot a little bit of astrophotography. Um, we got to shoot sunrise. Sunrise was pretty decent. I think we were really happy with the way the colors came out. 
Um, and then I actually got to see flamingos <laughs> and capture them with my drone, which I actually think is the best photo I've ever taken. So it's a that pretty was epic photo. Yeah, it was very. It was a mix of emotions, but let's go with joy. Do you yeah. want to share the mix of emotions? Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so our guide told us that um, we probably can't make it to the flamingos. They're really far away. You could like just see them standing in the water, mm-hmm. but they must have been like a kilometer away. And his vehicle wouldn't make it because in the southern part of the salt flats, it's too soft and vehicles get stuck there, so they can't drive. Um, but he was like, you probably reach it by drone. So I was like, okay. So I brought my camera out with my telephoto lens and I tried setting up on a tripod to try to see if I could get a frame and I couldn't, they're too far away. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to take out my drone. So, uh, while you're on the salt flats, you're surrounded by water. So I couldn't put my backpack down. So I had to like have my backpack on the front of me, uh, while my tripod's in front of me and take the drone out. And then I have to launch the drone from my hand. It's this whole thing. Um, the other thing I, so one of the hard lessons I learned today was when you're at a higher altitude, apparently your drone can't handle it as well. Battery likes to die a little sooner air. or something. Yeah. I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> I'm just probably, that probably sounds so stupid, but no. yeah, it, it, said, it gave me a high altitude warning and I, I think that like wears the battery a lot faster. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I flew it out to try to get a picture of the flamingos or some footage and I must've flown past them because I couldn't see them. So I brought the drone back then when I dr- brought the drone back, I still had like over 50% battery. So I was like, okay, it's fine. So then I just looked where the drone was and started flying it directly towards the flamingos. And then, yeah, eventually I found them. But it dropped from like 50 to 30 very, very fast. And I was like, okay, whatever, this is fine. Like this happens all the time when I fly it. Like usually I can fly it really far away and have 20% battery and come back and still make it. Um, took some shots of the flamingos and then they ended up uh, flying away so then I got a shot of them like flying away with the mountains in the background and the reflection of the water uh, but as soon as they flew away I was like okay hey, I need to bring it back so as I'm bringing the drone back it tells me that it needs to do an emer- emergency landing because the battery ran out <laughs> I've never had that happen before but I've seen on YouTube like people sprinting to try to grab the drone <laughs> before it lands so uh, basically I start, I was like, oh my God, it's not going to make it back. And it was like, I forget how far away it was. It said 400 meters on my phone, but it definitely wasn't. There was no way. I think it was like a hundred meters. But anyways, I started running out and it told me I had like a minute to get it. And I was probably about 10 to 20 meters away and it dropped and it landed in the water of the salt flats and I picked it up like yeah like 10 seconds after it landed because when your drone if your drone uh, has to do emergency landing apparently you still have the GPS signal of where it landed so I was easily able to run up to it and find it in the water um, yeah so now my drone is fried and I need <laughs> to buy a new one but the footage is safe but the footage was safe <laughs> I took out the mi- micro SD card and it worked i got the files i got the raw files so i can edit them and yeah shout out to uh i think it's sandisk yeah yeah that's what you said yeah yeah shout out to sandisk because that was in the water salt water for a while and and it's arrived yeah yeah so from my perspective jorge and i are sitting in the jorge's our guide jorge's our guide all around savior of all the crazy things we tried to do this week weekdays and uh, <laughs> we're sitting there and we look and he goes, oh, I think he lost the drone. 
And then we start to see Brandon like sprinting and like you're out there. So we're in like these big rain boots and he's carrying his backpack <laughs> and he's far off in the distance and you're running for a good few minutes. And we were like, oh, I mean, and we're too far away to help. So we just kind of were like, oh, yeah, yeah. but f- save the photo. So joy. Yeah. Ish. It was a tough look, but <laughs> it's fine. It's Honestly, it is fine. Uh, it's a DJI Mini 2, so it's not too expensive. I'm pretty sure you can buy used drones just the drone for like 200 300 canadian so. so it's not the end of the world i literally buy that drone because i know i push my limits with it and today was the first day it bit me in the ass so okay yeah. well but but the most epic photo i've ever seen of flamingos yeah so stay tuned for that one yeah definitely yeah <laughs> for sure um when was the last time you were afraid and why uh in columbia <laughs> really <laughs> yeah okay i'm curious now okay so we stopped in uh is it bogota yeah in bogota we stopped in bogota and we had a 16 hour layover and before we left i i didn't do a ton of research about the salt flats but i did for bogota sorry you're good and everything i was seeing was either it's amazing and you don't have to worry about a thing or it's extremely dangerous and you can't wear jewelry you like have to try to blend in like don't bring a camera gear or anything like that so it's the only thing i'm carrying and i was like oh my god like i don't know i just got stressed out and nervous about it because i've heard bad things about columbia before um but uh luckily obviously from or from my experience and our experience there it was super lovely i didn't feel threatened at all we ended up meeting a local who was actually showing around uh two guys from the uk uh, had made friends with them and had uh, like a lunch dinner. It was like 4 p.m. Yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, and then I, I wasn't worried at all. I, I didn't feel like I was going to be pickpocketed. That was the biggest thing is like online. It said you had to like never have anything in your pockets. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like travel's weird because you can read all these blogs and all these opinions on the internet but you really don't know until you get there and also sometimes people are just very unlucky mm-hmm. and other times people are very lucky mm-hmm. um and i don't think we went anywhere dangerous right so yeah no. yeah i don't know um but yeah i was scared for it a little bit i think mm-hmm. i always get anxious traveling to a new country because i don't know it but then once you're there it's like oh this is great yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's, that sums up our relationship. Yeah. Brandon's like, we should figure this out. And I'm like, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly pushing him to like whatever the possible highest level of stress or concern might be. And yeah, and then, yeah, and you've just tolerated me. <laughs> yeah. I've never used to be like this. I used to be able to just like send it and not care. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I got to know <laughs> what I'm going into. It's fair. It's like, I feel like that's probably a reasonable I think thing. it's smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I, now I want to go back to Colombia. It was sick. It was awesome. It was awesome. really sick. Food was yeah. super good. We could have eaten more of it. But yeah, it was super good. Yeah. Made some awesome friends. Shout now, out to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Now we can say we uh, traveled to Colombia because we left the airport and we yep. did two things. Absolutely. For Counts. sure. Yeah. Would you say that there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? Yeah. So there was one night where I was hanging out with two good friends. Uh, It was summer 2020. So during the pandemic. Um, And this is the first time things started to open a little bit or people, you could have like up to 10 people in your household or whatever, um, at least in Ontario. And he invited us over and we were like drinking or whatever. And then we had a really, really deep conversation and 
during that conversation, I learned that I care way too much about what people think about me and specifically mm-hmm. the people I'm really close to. So that's like the closest is mm-hmm. family and friends. Um, and when I came to that realization, it was kind of like, it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. like I need to just go do what I've always wanted to do. Like I need to chase the dream. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to settle for less. And mm-hmm. um, I guess my way of doing that was, yeah, moving to uh, Canmore and I was delivering pizza in Banff. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing that, uh, I was working part-time because when you're working part-time for Domino's, uh, you make a lot in tips. So you're kind of, you it, it's, it's almost like you're working 40 hours a week because uh, you make enough tips hmm. to have the same wage. But uh, it was a perfect job for me because then I was making enough money and also have enough time to like learn more about photography, practice my skills as a photographer, and also start to learn how, what it means to be a business owner and what it takes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just that one night hanging out with two of my close friends um, that kind of changed everything. Yeah, that's cool. It's like, it's crazy. I know we've talked about this too, just how like being in a setting where we feel like, okay, and then like, yeah, you have a couple of drinks, chill with friends, yeah. guard comes down and maybe we like start to realize like, oh, we all have our own insecurities. We all have our own fears and we start to see each other as like, yeah, okay. Like how can we encourage each other? How can we open conversation up and, and to just know that like connecting with others is able to push you in a way that it was like, now I'm ready to step into this. Yeah. And I think the pandemic seen as a very negative thing. Obviously it was like a lot of people lost family members and friends, Mm -hmm. but I think maybe one of the positive things that came out of it, it was, it really slowed everyone's minds down and it kind of allowed them to think Mm -hmm. what, what's next, or Mm -hmm. is this really what I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least that's my experience. I can't speak for anyone else, but Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it really, really allowed me to just slow down and really think about what I wanted to do. And it started, and yeah, those conversations just started coming out more often with my friends. Cause I think everyone was such an a vulnerable, uh, state because of the way the world was. It was like mm-hmm. seeing each other again and being a hangout again was like, it was super special, mm-hmm. right? We take these things for granted every single day. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, having them taken away and then being able to be like, no, I'm like ready to really dive into full conversation. Yeah. Not like a surface level of like, all right, yeah, we just hung out. It was like, no, we're ready to like really hit it and and come out with like, all right, this is this is monumental. Yeah. It's really cool. And I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends who are very willing to go deep with me mm-hmm. and be vulnerable. And um, yeah, I'm just I think I'm actually very lucky to have mm-hmm. uh, the friends that I have because um, we trust each other and we're not afraid to have these conversations. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. No, yeah. it's something extremely valuable for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So usually I say, depending on the person, sometimes they do know me for a while and sometimes not, we haven't <laughs> known each other that long, yeah. but we have, I think been through quite a bit to really deeply <laughs> know each other in the past bit. Yeah. Um, but what is something you and I, you think you and I have in common? We're very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and by that, I mean, like, um, I I think we both know what it takes to accomplish something really difficult. So mm-hmm. um, for context, we did a shoot on the flats uh, during this trip that we haven't seen anyone else do before. And the journey we went through to make it happen was insane <laughs> and like a logistical nightmare. Uh, 
a decent chunk of like cash to make it happen um and yeah there's just so much to it i'm not going to go too into it but um because you'll see later (laughs) if you follow us but um yeah like we especially you like just wanted to make this happen no matter what and i think being um just be very motivated people and very stubborn Mm -hmm. people and like i think strive for greatness Mm -hmm. um yeah like i truly say that like um we want to take we want to make the best of the time we have in the situation we're in and we're willing to literally not sleep for days to like make it happen like put our bodies on the line which i know (laughs) sounds bad but um promise it's not as unhealthy as it sounds (laughs) (laughs) maybe a little bit but i don't know i like in my opinion like sometimes it actually takes um doing unhealthy things to make Mm -hmm. other things happen and i know maybe those can backfire mentally or physically later but it's like i feel like you're the type of person that's like i'm totally willing to face the consequences (laughs) of the past week once you know it's all said and done yeah yeah so i think what we have in common is like we're very our willpower to like make something happen especially you you like definitely uh showed me what it what it takes to do something Mm. like this so yeah Mm. that's cool yeah i appreciate that a lot yeah and for sure like it's it's it takes a special person to be willing to be put through everything we went through to make something happen and and i think stubborn can often be referred to as a negative and i I think Mm. in this situation it is it's such a positive a willpower to say like no we're gonna do this and yeah we're not giving up and we're this far and we're gonna keep going and we're gonna make it happen and yeah i'm super proud of like what we accomplished so proud of what we accomplished yeah i think i think like with everything there's a positive and negative right Mm -hmm. but there's cliches it's like yeah like you said like being stubborn is seen as like a bad thing but no like it can make really good things happen too Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's cool it's really neat to have those things in common with you for sure and i think it's been a huge strength for us and we're extremely different in a lot of ways but to have something like that unite us and, Uh and allow us to stay focused and 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 complete what we completed is, is so cool. So yeah, yeah, cool. Um, what is something you are looking forward to? Going I chuckle because I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I take four flights home. But um, <laughs> besides that, uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to is I think this year. Honestly, I know that's kind of vague, but um, like last year was kind of rough and it was like a slower and bad year. I feel like I have like one good year and one bad year, just kind of the way it is. Um, but this year has been really, really cool so far. I feel like, I just kind of feel more confident and secure with myself. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that way, you know, good things and op- uh, good things happen and opportunities open up. And I think this year I'm like really, really ready to take the next step in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm traveling a lot more, which has been the dream, is to like travel and document it. So um, yeah, I think I'm just excited for the next uh, nine months and um, see kind of what goes from there. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. It's neat, yeah, it's neat. I'm excited to see where the time takes you and everything, I mean, you're pouring into it and super talented and it's just cool to see, I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you. I guess to add on to that, It's been like, I've been like going from paycheck to paycheck for like two years. Um, Not so much the past six or eight months. It's kind of weird. Like 
how it works, how my business works is, and I know a lot of creatives and other business owners feel this is I make a lot of money in one month and then the next month I actually make like none yeah. sometimes. So, uh, and sometimes it's really hard to get clients to pay you. So the biggest thing for me is like, by taking the biggest step is like, I want to be in a place financially where I don't have to stress or worry about money coming in because I have enough saved. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm excited. I just think a lot of opportunities have opened up uh, for my business. Um, for me and Danielle as mm. business owners because um, we do a lot of our work together and yeah for yeah the business here yeah that's cool very very neat to look forward to those things yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that um, on the other end of that is there anything you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today I guess for something that didn't exist I don't know that's really hard to narrow down um I don't know. I, I think the way I like to look at things is like it kind of is what it is and we have to deal with whatever that is. Like, mm. I don't know if I could narrow anything down that like I didn't wish existed. I guess like in a perfect world, like I wish people weren't depressed. Mm. Um, but on the more cynical side of things is I actually think people who are depressed or experience depression mm. myself and this is strictly just my opinion, um, people create better art mm -hmm. and sometimes they, I think they just come out as better people because they have this struggle that they work through. <sighs> I don't know how to phrase that without making it sound bad because obviously um, I have a lot of friends and family who experience depression and I can't speak for them because I can only sp uh, speak from my own experience, but I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I think sometimes it does make you, it, you learn a lot from it and you actually come out as a better person where if you weren't, um, maybe you wouldn't have that like extra motivation to get better and to experience the things you do. Um, there's been a lot of times where I've gone through a lot of depressive episodes or for, uh, yeah, just a lot of depressive episodes where I kind of dig myself out and I feel like every single time I do it, I come back even stronger. Mm -hmm. and as weird as it sounds sometimes i'm like oh if i wasn't like would everything be easy and would i not be doing what i'm doing now because i just yeah i don't know i just feel like i learned so much from it hmm. i feel like that's kind of a weird answer no i don't think it's a weird answer at all i think okay. it's actually really beautiful and i think if you said it in a really in a really eloquent way to say like <clears throat> you know yeah identifying like i go through this this is how i feel and i think it allows me to be you're seeing that choosing to see the good in that and choosing to see that 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 struggle allows you to see beauty and i, th I think i think i agree with that to to a large extent when we de feel deep pain when we feel struggle when we struggle with moments of of just maybe feeling misunderstood maybe not yeah. feeling happy maybe not feeling okay uh, and that looks different for people who experience depression or experience things along those lines in different ways it looks very different for each individual mm -hmm. but to say like you know what i i feel like it allows me to feel deeper uh -huh. and to see yeah. things more more fully and and create in a way that maybe connects with more people i yeah. think yeah i think there's a there's a cool strength in that yeah i don't want that sound offensive to anyone who would disagree with no, it that's just yeah. my opinion and my experience and um I think, yeah, it's really like brought me to, I mean, even here in this situation. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's made it really difficult to work hard and even sometimes get out of bed. But mm -hmm. every time I come back from that, I 
I know how hard things can be mm. and I know how my brain works mm. or I don't know how it completely works, mm. but I'm learning more about it every single mm. year. And yeah, I think it, it's, if we can turn that into a strength than a weakness, then mm. I think we can do great things. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, I'm really grateful for you and your just willingness to be open and share that. I yeah. know you're not the only one who experiences things like that. And I, I think so often when we don't talk about things, people can feel alone. They can feel alienated and, and the more we open up, like these are normal things that people struggle with and there's no right or wrong way to process, to deal with. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to know the person that you are uh, as you've struggled through things and the days you've continued to get out of that bed and show up for, for yourself and for who you are. And it's, mm-hmm. it's commendable and it's really cool. Yeah, thank you. No, that's neat. Hmm. What would you say makes you feel known and valued? Um. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is like my my art, so my photography mm-hmm. and my videos that I make. Um, and going back to uh, my teen years, I was a very competitive runner, cross country and track runner, and I was actually I was very good at it. Um, there was one year where I was, I think, top twenty in the province, and I actually ended up going to university with a athletic scholarship. So my whole life. What I'm trying to say is my whole life, I was known as Brandon was like a runner or he's like the runner or he's part of the runners because there was a lot of us at my high school. We were lucky enough to have a really, really brilliant coach who Mm. not only coached us through track and field and cross country, but uh, through life as well as Mm. teenagers. He kind of felt like a second dad to me. Um, And yeah, so I guess my identity and how I felt valued was like how uh, after I competed, like how I was placing and like how good I was at my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I ended up uh, quitting because I wanted to pursue photo and video more and focus on my education. When I say focus on my education, that's kind of bullshit actually. Uh, <laughs> I Basically what happened was I had a bad relationship with the team and the coach and I didn't feel love for the sport anymore mm-hmm. and I ended up quitting. And I kind of liked partying more. <laughs> it's fair but it happens yeah I, anyway i went to queens a lot so of us you go can't to, blame me a lot of us go to that go through that phase <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then i slowly so i like i remember saying too to my um my ex now but my girlfriend at the time uh when i was quitting it was like a really emotional thing it's like this has been my entire life for five or six years and mm-hmm. till i give up that identity felt really weird it was kind of like okay i'm done i'm not like I quit the team. I'm not going to run anymore. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was super weird. And I was sitting on a, my bed with her and I was just like crying, telling her that like, I know this is the right decision, but it feels super, super mm-hmm. strange to be like, to like give up your, your whole identity like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I told her, I was like, I don't want to be Brandon the runner. I want to be Brandon the photographer. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want mm-hmm. as much as it like feels confusing right mm-hmm. now. Um, and scary so that was in like um that was probably like six years ago six or five years ago and then yeah i went through i studied film and media at university and then um but it was like very old school um and then i lot like i learned more on like youtube mm-hmm. and by taking online courses from other creatives um and then once i once I was done university, um, the pandemic happened one month before our, 
I was supposed to be done. Hmm. And yeah, then going back to that story, that was kind of my out was to um, just focus on photography and video and try to be a business owner. Hmm. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I do, I think, feel value f- of who I am um, as like an artist. Mm-hmm. I like, I go through phases of like hating social media, but I do like having like a, uh, an audience who v- really values what I'm creating and what I'm doing and they enjoy watching my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate saying that because I thought it was like a super egotistic thing, but like, there's so many people in the world that do things specifically and have an mm-hmm. audience, right? Like mm-hmm. that's how we make a living. That's how mm-hmm. we, um, that's how we inspire people. That's how we change people's lives. And, mm-hmm. um, that's how we enjoy life. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. No, for sure. I think it's, yeah. To be able to say like, yeah, I used to be valued as I'm, this is who I'm known for Yeah. and this is who I am. And then to say like, I'm going to step out and change that narrative like that takes a lot of guts that takes a lot of desire to truly be what you're stepping into and goes back to that willpower and that stubbornness to say like yeah i'm gonna do this and yeah this is what i want to do that's 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 really cool yeah and it took a long time like um it wasn't until like last year really where i think all my friends and family and people who meet me now know me as like brandon the photographer mm-hmm. and when you're in a creative community Uh, you're kind of surrounded by photographers Mm -hmm. and filmmakers so you don't really feel I don't know I don't really feel like Brandon the photographer when I'm with them but then Mm -hmm. when I start to meet other people like when we're in Columbia Mm -hmm. and we met one of our new friends I showed him my photos and he thought I was joking and it was like I don't usually get that reaction Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. people too often because I'm only usually sharing my photos with other photographers and like we've become so used to this social media world of like seeing Mm -hmm. all of the best photos taken Mm -hmm. in like all the best locations and conditions Mm -hmm. that I feel like we've become numb to a lot of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just like a lot of the photos that are being taken and shared. And then when I show it with someone who's not in that like bubble, seeing all that content or content photos and videos um i kind of hate the <laughs> word no, con- i, I kind of yeah. hate the word content yeah. i don't know i have a love-hate relationship with that word but, um yeah when it's just like someone who isn't a creative or inside that bubble they're like amazed by what you create mm. and then it may it kind of it just gives you that boost that's like oh my god like it really depends on who your audience is it's like mm-hmm. who am i creating this for first of all i mm-hmm. think maybe you should be creating it for yourself but i don't think it's wrong to be creating for other people mm-hmm. i actually really like having an audience that isn't creative people because mm-hmm. um like i said like i think yeah we live in this climate where everyone's kind of just used to seeing these images and these videos and now it takes something super original for us to go kind of like whoa mm-hmm. um like these salt flats like a year ago when i saw photos posted of them i was like oh my god where is this like mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess um kind of losing my train of thought here no you're good yeah i think that's uh, yeah it's very it's very online with what you were talking about to just say like yeah it's neat to be able to to realize that who we are is is what we do and there's a large part of that but that when we're seen outside of our own community like by people who are blown away by something it is it's to, to be reminded like this is really cool and to be proud of it and it doesn't have to be just like bigger and better it can be your spin on it and yeah yeah it really gives you the perspective of like of like oh i'm surrounded by all these very very talented artists at least i am in calgary we have a pretty like talented group of people there um that are all very connected and collaborative and very grateful for that but 
the negative part of that is mm. just yeah everyone's used to seeing amazing stuff and it's just really cool to meet someone from a different part of the world and have them go like this is one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah like that's that means so much and like mm. it's like it's yeah, you kind of one of the reasons somebody. why you create yeah 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 it's cool very cool yeah yeah to be able to inspire others in that to say like yeah that's awesome yeah it's really neat hmm. so you've shared a little bit about canada and different locations within canada but uh where do you call home and what makes it home to you canmore <laughs> yeah that one's easy <laughs> that lockdown uh yes like i said i moved to canmore um at the end of 2020 i think it was october 23rd or 24th or something like that but yeah um the first time I went to Canmore was a couple months before that. I did a big two-month road trip with a bunch of buddies um, to go across Western Canada because we haven't seen it before and we've always wanted to go. And we were like, okay, when's the next time the government's going to give us a bunch of money and we're all <laughs> going to have free time and no one has jobs, right? Because it was like right when everything was opening up again and you could travel in your own country or at least in Canada. Um, so, yeah, we went on this giant road trip and we stayed in Canmore for five days. We were supposed to stay in Canmore for one and we ended up staying for five because uh, we just loved it so much. That's and awesome. we ended up doing the Triple Crown, which for people who don't know what the Triple Crown is, basically there's three hikes in Canmore. There's East End of Rundle, there's Hulling, and then there's, um, I think it's called Lady McDonald, but Lady McDonald's been closed since I've moved to Alberta. Mm -hmm. So the alternative mountain was the Grotto and the Grotto is like one of the hardest fucking hikes i've ever done but basically you're supposed to do there's like two challenges you're like apparently you're supposed to do it in 20 within 24 hours these three hikes okay and like reach the peaks and then you take pictures of uh okay. you on the peaks or your group on the peaks and that's your, like your proof and then the there's like a hotel that runs the challenge so if you go back to them and you show them the photos of you on the mountains and like maybe you use strava or, or an app like that to track your progress um they give you a free t-shirt and a free beer and it's just kind of like a flex it's like oh i did the triple crown yeah it's cool that's awesome but yeah we ended up staying and doing that and we did do it within 24 hours which was crazy that's because we that was the second third and fourth hike we've ever done in the mountains any of us honestly a little dangerous because i feel like we weren't we were kind of arrogant i feel like in the <laughs> mount, in the mountains you can be a little arrogant you're like oh how bad can it be and then you're up in a like weather can change very quickly like mm -hmm. there's so many dangerous things that can happen on a hike in the mountains like they're a different beast um going that's going a little bit off topic but what I'm trying to say is like that experience in Canmore with my friends, I was like, I just felt like I belonged there. Mm -hmm. It's very like outdoorsy and that's always kind of what I want. Sorry, not always what I wanted to do, but like in my adult life, I started to like the outdoors a lot more. My parents actually both worked in the outdoors as ministry officers. Um, so they always tried to get me to do it from a young age and I didn't. And then as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I grew up, I was like, oh my God, like, this is the best like camping hiking all of that they're like we've been trying to tell you i know it's so <laughs> funny i'm pretty sure there was a conversation once with them. they're like oh yeah now you get into this like after you leave but um but yeah so uh i did end up moving to canmore and i absolutely loved it like to be able to walk out your front door and be surrounded by mountains is super humbling mm. um it's it's a very privileged place to live mm. um I got to ski whenever I wanted. I got to go hike up a mountain, you know, 10 minute drive from my door. Um, that's the kind of life I want to be living. And then I also wanted to be documenting that and monetizing it. So it's like, okay, how can I get paid to go on these adventures mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So awesome. Canmore has 
uh, felt like home before I moved there. And then when I moved there, I was super happy. I mm. loved it there. And then I ended up moving to Calgary because there was an opportunity to move in with two other creatives, Cody and Chris, who um, became my roommates for a year or a year and a half, I think, or a year and four months. And basically we each helped each other grow our own businesses and uh, helped each other um, grow as artists and as people. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it was just time for us to go our separate ways, but there was an opportunity to move to Calgary and pay less in rent and always be together and just like working on our goals and mm. inspiring each other. So um, now I live in Calgary uh, in an apartment with my girlfriend, Danielle and we run our businesses together but we've both talked about how Camor is kind of the place we want mm. to be and end up i know at least speaking for myself like i really really want to be there it just there's no other place i've i've been where i know i'll be extremely happy to be like mm. living there and like know how lucky i am to live there mm. yeah that's really cool yeah it's neat yeah and we we met in that area um, yeah, yeah, and it's beautiful. And you're right; those mountains are are no joke. They will humble you very quickly. Um, yeah, so got to see that firsthand. Um, but yeah, that's that's really neat. And to say like, yeah, it's a place where I know I'm truly happy is is really neat. Mm -hmm. So, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? I guess I can't say depression. <laughs> you can say whatever you <laughs> Sorry, want. I already talked about that. <laughs> you can say whatever um, you want one thing I didn't struggle with um, putting the mental stuff beside because again like I think uh, my anxiety and my depression I've actually learned how to kind of turn into a strength mm -hmm. and use it to help me progress in the world um, here's making me burp <laughs> <laughs> see this is why you watch this because you're getting way more entertaining <laughs> things right now I don't want to burp it to the mic <laughs> I mean it could be entertaining no, I'm kidding <laughs> okay, I'm just going to start doing it <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Fair. Uh, what is something you oh, wish you didn't struggle with? You know, He's like burping right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, honestly, this is actually a physical thing. My knee, I have a really bad right knee. Honestly, I I'm self-aware of it though. Like I don't do enough stre uh, strengthening and uh, stretching to help it. I, it kind of just goes through waves. It's like good for a couple months and then it's like, oh, whoa, it hurts to walk, which I know is sounds really stupid, but it's very guy of me to just kind of ignore <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I wish my right knee um, could magically get better because I don't want to put in the effort to make it get better. <laughs> I just kind of go along with it until it gets really bad. Yeah. It's fair. I, it's, feel I feel like it's a way different answer. I than feel like I answer. remember Danielle talking about this actually and ratting you out. Oh, while we were skating? Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. No, she definitely did. She <laughs> hates it. She's like, oh my God, just stretch. Dust doesn't take you. I was like, yeah, it's a normal thing. I hate stretching. If one yeah. of your questions was, what do you hate the most in life? It's okay. stretching. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that just so you can answer it. No, I'm just kidding. You're good. <laughs> it takes so long and it's just so boring and it hurts. I okay. Don't like it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore or have grown in? Confidence, um, security. Like, I used to be really shy and insecure. I hated talking to people in university. <laughs> Through first and second year, it was really hard. I actually, I haven't really, screw it, I like, I'll tell this story. Um, when I was in first year, I didn't make any, we, okay, the way my university works is we have Frosh Week, and Frosh Week in Canada might might be a little bit different from the states or, or uh, you know elsewhere but in Canada it's it's usually like one or two days for universities and that's it at Queens the university I went to 
it's like a week long and they organize all the stuff and it's actually really sick um you go and you do a bunch of stuff and you learn about the culture and the traditions mm -hmm. at the university and it's like a good way to meet people and um i did end up meeting friends for life that week but I struggled the first two or three days. And when you're like a young adult and you go to a new place, you've never been, you're on your own for the first time. I, I was starting to get really, really scared. I wasn't gonna make um, any friends. And I actually like, I like cried in my room one night because I was so afraid um, that I didn't fit in. And it was too hard to like kind of open up to people and show them who I am. Like I always kind of felt like I had to pretend to be someone else to make friends. So I'm just being like, well, screw anyone who doesn't like you for who you are. Like, this is the way I like to think of it. But, um, yeah, so I guess, like, um, and then when I got into second year, I went through a really bad breakup. I had a girlfriend for four years, and it was kind of just like a rant. She just randomly broke up with me, and it was, like, really hurtful. Or, sorry, it was really painful. Um, and it was like a tough thing to get through. But after that, it actually was the thing that helped me become more confident and secure with myself because I knew um, I couldn't just like sit around and mope. I had to get out there and I had to start being social and I had to start meeting other people and trying other stuff to get over the relationship. And my journey to get over the relationship actually ended up um, being the thing or the trigger that uh, gave me the motivation to um, become secure with myself and who I was mm. as a person. I ended up meeting some really, really, really amazing people because of it. And we're still mm. friends today. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's crazy to, th uh, yeah, I know we've talked about this too. Like, just like when people can assume like, oh, I'm the only one who feels this way. Like, mm -hmm. and, and to realize like, no. And then to, to grow in a, in a sense of like, yeah, this is who I am. And I'm good with that. And if people don't like me, that's okay. Yeah. But it doesn't make me less valuable. And to be able to live that way is, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's something a lot of university students or young adults go through, especially mm -hmm. in a university setting, because you're surrounded by so many people and there's like tropes to that. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, it, again, it was like a very negative thing that turned into a very positive thing. Like it, mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's the other thing that I would say is like you said like life-changing moments mm -hmm. honestly that breakup was like mm -hmm. one of them because that taught me how to be secure with myself and mm -hmm. how to like love myself and value myself mm -hmm. and like this <clears throat> not to say that like this person broke up with me because they were smart enough to see that we didn't have a future together mm -hmm. and I couldn't see that at the time because mm -hmm. she was more mature than me mm -hmm. so at the time I like it was really painful and I didn't like hate her or anything, but obviously there was a little bit of anger there mm -hmm. through the grieving process. And then um, as I went through it, two years later, I ran into her and I was like, do you want to, it was actually outside of a bar. And I was like, do you want to go chat? And she's like, yeah. And then we caught up mm -hmm. and we talked about the breakup, it happening, what her thoughts were at the time, what my thoughts were at the time. And uh, yeah, just how it like, I thanked her for doing that because mm -hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people stick to relationships because they're like, oh, I'm too far in it now. Mm. Um, and she was smart enough and mature enough to know uh, and brave enough, right? To mm. like break my heart to know that like, this isn't gonna last. We have two very different lives and goals. And mm. even though it was four years, it's like, yeah, it's time to move on and mm. go our separate ways. And yeah, I, it was just a really cool experience. Hmm. That's really awesome to be able to look at it that way and to, mm -hmm. to be able to reflect on it that way. And, and also to just, um, yeah, I lost my own train of thought. <laughs> to just, um, yeah, to be able to look back on it and say like, yeah, yeah, when you were, you were talking about just 
how people can quickly say, oh, I'm already this far, far into something. And I think that's such a, it can be such a, a, a stifling mindset and, and can hold people back so much to realize. It's like, yeah, you, maybe you're four, 10, 20 years into something, but your life is so much more than that. And to give up everything else you have because you've invested this time. And like you said, it's really cool. I, I really admire your respect for her and, and gratefulness for her in, in handling that. Like, that's really cool. It's a really, really awesome way to take, to, to take on that. So that's neat. Thank you. Um, yeah, oh, it was yeah. definitely a learning lesson. Yeah, f- for sure. Like it wasn't good at first, <laughs> but yeah, we got there. Yeah, we don't like those lessons for sure. Yeah, they're tough. <laughs> Not always fun. But it gets, it gets easier. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? I think I am like confident and proud to say that I think when friends are feeling down or depressed or anxious, um, they can talk to me about it because mm-hmm. I feel like I use my own experiences and to kind of relate, try to to relate to what they're going through. And I, I do feel like I really listen and I open up to them and I let them be open to me and it's mm-hmm. kind of a no judgment zone. And um, I feel like it's kind of weird. I have kind of like a resting bitch face, I've been told <laughs> by, by my girlfriend and by my other friends. I feel like my friends either think I'm like scary or like they really really trust me and they open up to me because i had a one of my best friends now jake uh who lives in ottawa he he told well we have like kind of a harsh history but um i won't get into that but um uh, basically what happened was he was like he was like yeah like some sometimes you were hard to read or like i felt like you like hated me and i was just like no it's just like this is just what i look like like I don't know. So I know I have problems with like my face and making yeah. emotions. <laughs> I feel like I keep going off topic about everything. No, you're, I love it. Yeah, uh, I but appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I, my friends can trust and, and come to me with whenever they need to talk about something, like something very deep, something very emotional. And I will open up to them and I will listen and I will try to give them my best advice and I will be honest with them. Because I think the hardest part about being a good friend is being honest. Mm-hmm. Because you know it might hurt the person or you may know that they're not looking for that answer, but you're you're doing it for their best interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like, I feel like I got to a place where I'm not afraid to tell my friends if I think they're making the wrong decision mm-hmm. or, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's funny. Like as you no, yeah, I would say yes. That's awesome, and it's really cool to be able to be a friend that yeah that can hear those things and say those things and confidently say like, okay, like I'm gonna love you enough to say something. Yeah. Um, and value the relationship enough to be honest. I'm a bit blunt though. Like I could definitely be better. I think. <laughs> phrasing. I, I know. And then before I was like, I was laughing as you were saying that, and <laughs> because like like about you're like I have a bit of a resting bitch face, and I was like, well, <laughs> I was like. So I think even for myself, like I am one who I read people very, uh, like I feel people's emotions very quickly. And so if I feel like someone's not okay or they're upset um, and I've grown in confidence in that to trust that like each person is their own individual person and what they're going through, they're going through. And it probably has nothing to do with you. But I definitely went through a lot of phases where I'd be like, oh, this person's upset. Like, what did I do wrong? And it's been an interesting experience with you these days because I for literally every reason it's just been constant like exhaustion lack of food stress things not working yeah um and and so yeah i've seen your silence in those moments um but 
I've not been stressed by it. And that's actually been kind of cool to me. Okay, that's cool to know. It's actually been kind of cool to me, but I feel like it's something that like maybe even a few years ago, I would have like not known what to do. I would have felt like, oh my gosh, like- You have to say something. I have to say something. He's mad at me. I did something like, like, and then I'm like- trying to chill. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, he just needs time. Like like, we're literally like, let's, we'll give a half a scenario here. We rented a car, we were supposed to drive here and we get in this car, which, everything takes about seven hours longer than it needs to anyway so we finally get the car rental so you were talking about off topic now i'm i'm derailing the situation so we get this rental car takes forever we're finally in the rental car there's the whole saga of like they're like you can't actually drive it to your hotel and we're like all right we're clearly we're doing that anyway we didn't rent a car to not drive it so we get in the car brandon's like you know this is stick like can you drive stick and i was like yeah no worries and he's like i don't i was like great okay so we're about to go on this like very long journey i'm now aware that i'm the only one driving the car which is fine not a big deal um and then we finally get in the car load it up about three hours behind schedule and we head out of town and we're in this little (laughs) four-cylinder uh manual vehicle and we get on this hill and i'm in first gear and it's like whirring and it's barely going and then the car is not able to get up this hill and it literally starts sliding backwards and I'm like, okay, we're gonna just try and like go for it. So, you know, I'm on the brake and then it's like release the clutch or release the brake and, and try to try to get it back in gear and it just starts sliding and I'm like back in the brake and I was like, All right, we literally need to slide down this hill backwards, turn around. I was like, We gotta return the rental car, we can't yeah. get there. So <laughs> It was pretty funny. Well now it's funny, but at it's the time, hilarious now. Yeah, at, at the, the time I was I don't know, like Yeah. It felt. It actually felt kind of chill. It was like, okay, just yeah. like slowly go down the hill. Yeah. People will pass us. Yeah, no, we weren't. We'll pa- neither in. of us were panicked in that yeah. moment. It was just kind of like, crap, this means we're even more behind schedule. Yeah. And so like in that, we go back and we return the rental car. We had to find out like either are we taking a bus? Do we get a driver? Like how do we get there? And like in that moment, I was just like, he is done. And I'm also done. But I was just like, you're, you should be done. If you're not irritated in that moment, there's probably something wrong with you. Like, yeah, so. but, but like I have to accept it because I can't do anything about it. No, but you weren't unreasonable. You were unkind. You weren't anything. You were just like, and I think that's the thing like where I could say, I could see that where you'd say like friends would be like, oh, my face. But I'm like, I actually feel like I was like, no, we're just like in the mess of it. Yeah. And like everybody just needs a minute. You can see I'm disappointed, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think like, I think that's just, a, it was like a, kind of a cool my experience with you has been a cool growth moment for myself as well to realize that like yeah things can people can be stressed and it has nothing to do with you yeah yeah and it's cool so like yeah i i perceive you in a way where it's like i don't feel like you're angry i just feel like um i know when you're like yeah i'm tired and i need a minute and i'm done yeah but you do it kindly you're not rude okay that's so good to know. that's my perception yeah. i feel like <laughs> it takes a lot to like really get me to go off on someone it does because man i've put you through a lot <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah so now that i've derailed that one we'll go back on track yeah yeah but yeah i appreciate that and i think it's just been a, yeah i it's been a cool experience for me so thanks for letting me have that and learn with you <laughs> okay but, that's cool to know yeah because yeah, i feel like sometimes people think i'm really um or like if i am mad at someone like i i just need a couple minutes or five minutes to just like be on my own and like process it and accept it like accept it and um like obviously if it's out of my hands yeah Yeah. and then just move on because i don't know the more like anger is not going to make the situation better so it's good to be like patient and 
if you want to be angry i guess do it after but yeah yeah that's fair it's valid but yeah no i haven't seen you angry yet so cool if it hasn't happened in everything we've been through that was that anger. that car was one <laughs> he's like oh no i'm seething inside i'm just like <laughs> Yeah. yeah he's like you're just oblivious <laughs> no all right next one's a little fun um if i were to give you ten thousand dollars and two weeks to spend it you can't give it away what are you gonna do with it i travel okay yeah. <laughs> cool selfish answer D- yeah it's supposed to be <laughs> um, that's cool fair yeah i'd probably travel to a bunch of places that i've always wanted to go and you know take a bunch of photos probably i just recently got into vlogs don't know if they're going to turn out but yeah like getting more into just like simple videos showing my experience uh, of my travels and yeah i would love to go make more of those types of videos and share my uh my l's we've been <laughs> saying that a lot we've been taking a lot of l's a lot of l's on this yeah one. a lot of l's on this trip but definitely gonna yeah, watch to basically share with people what my losses were and how they can avoid making them because um yeah it's always better to uh it's probably better to learn from someone else than to go and do it yourself because uh, it can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, you're definitely going to want to watch the vlog on this one. And we took a lot of L's for you, so you could learn from us. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> fair. I like that. Um, is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they're not in a place that they're ready to hear it or receive it for the heart that you'd intend it to? And don't tell me who, if so. Um, yeah, I think there's a person in my life that I would love to tell them that. Um, I think I understand uh, more about them than they think I understand Mm -hmm. and that I recognize why they did or said certain things to me Mm -hmm. and that um, I feel like no matter what happens like that relationship will um, it will stay a relationship Mm -hmm. yeah it's Mm -hmm. kind of it yeah I appreciate that that's cool I think often when I ask that question people share something that I think for people listening, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I can hear that in a way that maybe they wouldn't normally, and mm-hmm. maybe somebody listening hears it, too. So yeah. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, what, uh, on the other end of that, is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love? Yeah, I think, like, hearing that you don't care about something or um, that you're not the person you think you are to mm-hmm. someone who's very close to you or someone that you love and loves you is like really really difficult to hear um or that you've changed i feel like that's Mm. a burner Mm. (laughs) um yeah like i I just think those kind of things are hurtful but Mm. i also think they're necessary because obviously if that person loves you and they really care about you they're probably not lying to you they're Mm. probably telling you this for your own good um but yeah i think I don't think I need to elaborate, but yeah, I think that's like the worst. Yeah. 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 I think we can all all align with that (laughs) for sure. Um, what would you say makes you feel at peace? Either like traveling with friends. Um, peace to me feels like freedom Mm -hmm. and I feel the most free when I'm with my best friends going on just crazy adventures because we usually end up getting into just like some situations that we probably shouldn't but they're always good stories and they're funny to laugh about um yeah i like love going on trips with my friends it's always the best memories i never forget them i get tattoos on my arm i'm trying to fill up an entire sleeve um of trips and memories like that so it means a lot to me um i guess right to like permanently put that on myself (laughs) but uh 
And then the other thing too is probably just like being at home with Danielle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like doing our thing and um, being close to each other. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Things of freedom. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you say that life feels steady or uncertain for you right now? Uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> the panic laugh. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like my life has been steady for a long time. Um, that's why I'm excited for this year. I feel like I'm going to go from uncertain to steady. Um, I actually don't really like the thought of like, I like the thought of being financially steady, I guess is like, I don't know if yeah, it's a good way doesn't? to put it. Yeah. 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 Right. Like we don't <laughs> want to have to worry about bills or anything like that. So, um, but in life in general, like, I don't really think I, I want to be steady. Like my kind of life is like, go, go, go. Or I'm like resting and I'm not doing a mm-hmm. single thing. I'm just like playing video games or like just laying in bed on my phone, just very simple things where it's like, I get to slow down and I, I'm in my own world and I do my own thing and I have my own entertainment. Um, and then the other side of it is doing stuff like this, like coming to Bolivia for, or Bolivia. We were in Bolivia. Yeah, sorry. You're right. <laughs> I'm like You're losing, tired. I'm like losing my mind, yeah. <laughs> I said Bolivia and I actually was like, wait, that's not a place. <laughs> Jesus. We may have had like collectively 10 hours of sleep since like, yeah, like in honestly, the last week yeah it hasn't been good but yeah like just saying yes to like bolivia and coming yeah. out three yeah. days later and yeah. doing all of this everything we've done um I, I don't like having a steady life because like i said i think it was one of the first questions like i like experiences and to have a lot of experiences you have to do a lot of stuff and i think you kind of need like a uh, a go 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 kind of uncertain life like i feel like doors open all the time and I just continuously take them and I'm waiting for them to pay off financially, I guess is like the best way to put it. But yeah, that's kind of my answer. No, that's fair. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree with that. The doors I'm like, they'll open or they'll hit me in the face and yeah, we'll figure it out one way or the other. And then yeah. the, when one door closes, you know, like 10, 10 more open. Yeah. My dad used to say a hundred, but maybe that's a little, a little bit much. Dad. Sounds like an optimist. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so this is always my loaded question. Cool. <laughs> um, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that maybe normally wouldn't be received while coming from you as a man? <laughs> <laughs> whether it's a compliment, a criticism, whether it's something you want them to know about men or something you want them to know about themselves. Wow. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I feel like this is such a, I don't really know how to answer that. But the first thing that comes to mind um maybe something will come later but i think the first thing that comes to mind is like i i feel like a lot of or a stereotype of men is like a lot of us are assholes and there's that stigma of like a lot you know men experience um or there's more depressed men than there are women um and there's also this uh toxic masculinity culture where it's harder for men to kind of uh, be maybe more of on their feminine side Um, and that's like I think like as men or or as a man or as a woman like you will never know the experience from the opposite sex because you will never live that life um, unless you decided to change Mm -hmm. which 
in that case, you probably would experience both. But what I'm trying to say is like, um, I think women sometimes see men as like monsters and I don't think a lot of them are. I think a lot of them are very like um, lovable and thoughtful. And I think a lot of the bad things that come from men is the environment we grow up in. Mm -hmm. I think like when I was in high school, right? Like we used to say slurs and stuff all the time. And especially being a white man is like, we're super privileged and we're arrogant. And, and depending on like, I grew up in a, a small military town in the Ottawa Valley. So there was like no other colored people or culture, mm. right? So then when I go to university, there's people from all over the world and it's like a culture shock. I'm having a culture shock in Kingston, Ontario. Like mm. that sounds kind of ridiculous, mm. but um, yeah, I just think like, um, sometimes um, men get a bad rep and maybe they're put into a stereotype that maybe they don't deserve to be in and I know you said the whole point of this podcast is like not to judge someone based on their looks um, I know there are a lot of men out there who play women for their own personal and selfish gain um, but I do think there are a lot of good men out there and as much as it sucks to like make yourself vulnerable. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I just do think there's a lot more men, good men out there mm. than you think. And I don't know. This is a tough question because I actually do think men are horrible. Mm. Like that is my opinion. Mm. <laughs> so maybe that's just like going against what I'm saying. Right. It's like, mm. I feel like at least in my world, like I feel like men are, are seen as like scary people now and right and like we've um there w the world has created a system where men are, are dominant right mm -hmm. and it only has uh it's ridiculous but like it has been recent where like you know in different countries like women still aren't allowed to go outside they're not mm -hmm. allowed to drive cars right they don't have different you know they have different uh rights and mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i guess what i'm trying to say is like i think maybe um there's just like a lot more men out there who want to do good and i think as much as this sucks and it's not up to the woman but i think there's a lot of work that has to be done with a lot of men i think a lot of men have mm -hmm. to go to therapy i think a lot of men need support from women especially um when i worked at my university i had two female bosses and after that all i wanted is female bosses because they're way more understanding of me and like men can be super harsh and like i said like there's a toxic masculinity culture where it's like oh just shut up and do what you're told um so i think maybe if you know there's a saying like all men are trash like that's kind of a funny saying that like i've heard before but um and i know it's tough because there are a lot of men out there who will be super nice uh, super nice and fake and that can be really traumatizing for a lot of women mm -hmm. and it's hard to open up continuously and be disappointed by men but yeah i don't know i think like unfortunately in the world we live in is like you kind of have to keep trying but i feel like if there's like an educational aspect to that where I'm not saying it's up to women to understand men, but I think maybe if they are a bit more understanding, unfortunately, because of the way the world works and the way a lot of men are, um, maybe it would make it easier. Maybe more men would make 
progress. Hmm. I really appreciate everything you shared in there, and I think you did a good job explaining that. Okay. Um, very Was much. it offensive? No, 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 no. And I, and I didn't I, really know how to explain that. No, yeah, I think you explained tough. that that very well. And and actually, like one of it's it's a I, I often I, people ask they're like, oh, do you get the same answers from people in these yeah. questions? And I say no, but you're not the first man that's given me a common thread in the answer of that question hmm. where it's like, oh, I know women have been hurt by men, but like we do want to do better. We're not all. And it's like, and, and I, and I think there's so much truth in that. Like that's my experience. I've, I've been hurt deeply by men, but I've also been loved deeply by men. Yeah. I have, I have, I have male friends that are some of the most wonderful people I know. I know really good men in the world, yourself included um, with good morals and good values and, and care and I mean you know just just in the way that you act the way you treat people the way you step into things the way you view um the way you view women the way you view uh men and just to say like yeah we just give us a chance yeah we're not all bad and 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 it's not it's not on you but we appreciate you and trying and there's so much there yeah I think what I was trying to say is like the the way the world works is a lot of these men grow up to believe certain things Mm -hmm. about themselves Mm -hmm. and about women Mm -hmm. and that's what might might make them um that's what might make them i don't know what the right word is yeah thinking in a certain way if we're raised in a certain way um we have a bent towards something and it's not because we truly genuinely believe it sometimes it's just because it's what we know yeah and um, i guess it's like it's not uh it's not their job to understand the man but Mm -hmm. i think by having the thought that like oh, this man was probably raised and it's not their fault, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're still responsible for their Mm -hmm. actions, Mm -hmm. you know, as an adult. Mm -hmm. But maybe just like a little bit of, okay, maybe they've grown up in Mm -hmm. the wrong setting or um, there's a lot of history there. To be willing to educate, to be willing to to share, as you said, like, yeah, yeah, there's still cultures that women are are not treated like, like human and- Yeah, they're treated as objects in a lot of places. And and still like in North America, like it's, Mm It's very, like in North America, it happens a lot still, mm-hmm. right? Which we're we're supposed to be seen as progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One good man I, at a I time. Do, yeah. yeah, I do believe it will happen. And I especially believe with the new generations, like Gen Z, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff. Well, this is just like making an assumption based on stuff I've seen online. But I actually do think they're the first generation I've seen where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, it's not really cool to think of women this way and mm-hmm. to, to talk to women like that mm-hmm. and to treat them like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're actually more understanding of men. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to have emotions. That that goes both ways. Like like you said earlier, that like, you know, the men being allowed to understand their feminine side to and for for that to be something that's not polarizing. It's just simply like, yeah, we have strengths, we have weaknesses and, and, and embrace those aspects and and let them let them be present and and it's not a a fear thing which is i think previous generations usually viewed them as yeah i think a lot of men just need good support Mm -hmm. and uh you know it could take a long time but yeah Yeah. especially with older generations right Mm -hmm. because the older you are the harder it is to see the world change like Mm -hmm. that and to change your values Mm -hmm. and your morals i guess but or your perspective yeah very much but yeah yeah one good man one good woman at a time yep yeah, I like it. That's cool. Um, I don't know how you feel about public speaking, but if you're not a fan of being in front of people, we'll, we'll remove that aspect of the question. But okay. if you were to be before a large audience and if you were to share a life lesson, a bit of advice or wisdom, 
your your TED talk? <laughs> what would you leave them with? Uh, so I've actually thought about this a lot, and mm-hmm. it's something I want to accomplish. I want to go back to my high school, and I want to tell them my story. Hmm. Because when I was in high school, I was told by three different teachers that I would never go anywhere. Hmm. And it's like, look look where I am now. Hmm. Yeah, look what I've done. Look what I've seen. So, hmm. um, yeah, I've, I, I actually think about this a lot. Hmm. <laughs> um, I know that sounds terrible, but, like, I don't know. It kind of is what it is. And um, I don't forget those moments. And those mo- moments are actually kind of, like, motivation Hmm. to keep doing big things Hmm. yeah all right whatever your high school was get ready for a phone call (laughs) that's cool well yeah if i ever go back there and some of them are you know it's gonna be like what the hell Mm. yeah i I, like i wasn't the best student but again i was a teenager no no teacher should say something like that to to anyone you're a teacher you're viewed in a sense where you're supposed to help motivate somebody to feel like they can do something not tell them that it's impossible yeah your job is to motivate inspire and educate the next generation yeah of whoever (laughs) yeah i was gonna say workers which sounds kind of shitty because we all have to work but (laughs) that's kind of what it is yeah fair that's valid um what is something you wish people knew about your culture however you would define that i don't know i don't really think i have much of a culture Hmm. white dude that's my culture. Flip flops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like flip flop shorts I, and a I, coat. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. I have a very like heterosexual family, like like small town Canadian white family. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have culture, mm-hmm. honestly. We don't even really celebrate many like holidays or celebrate like much. It's kind of just like birthdays, and then we try to get together like a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I don't really have much to add to that. Hmm. Yeah, I think often it is hard for, interestingly enough, I think a lot of people in North America to define culture. And I say North America, I mean like the the States and Canada. I've heard this from people often that they're like, yeah, I don't feel like I have a big culture. And uh, it's kind of like, yeah, it's cool in the sense that there is a lot of mix coming in in those places. And so there is like a blend of culture, but also kind of I find sad sometimes where it's like, oh, we don't yeah. know how to answer that question. Well, yeah, like I travel to a lot of different places and I just feel like they have so many things that they, yeah, that like there is so much culture and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, it's weird. I can't think of anything that I would define as culture, like yeah. hockey. That, that is the Canadian culture. Yeah, like or I guess that's like a super Canadian thing. That like you and every other Canadian uh, photographer that I know just refers to photos as bangers when they're good. Yeah, Matt. some bangers. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Matt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's cool. Um, do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? I don't know, actually. Yeah, I was going to try to think of one and make it up. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't really think I have a purpose. I think, like, the way I think of life is, like, I don't know, you're born, you're put on earth, and, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where you live, you follow this system that society has created from the past. And, um, you can either continue to follow that system or you can kind of break free from it. And that may be like living in a different place or mm-hmm. like for me, like that was starting my own business and being self-employed and not doing the like nine to five. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with the nine to five. There's actually a lot of times where I want to like quit my business and have a nine to five because it gives you a lot of security. Um, a lot of people just like going and having to do the same thing every single day. Like I wish I had the strength to do nine to five every single day in my business, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I really find myself like having a hard time and procrastinating a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah like i don't really think i'm like oh i have this huge purpose that i'm on earth Mm -hmm. to like do this one thing or Mm -hmm. these things i think i'm just here living and i think i find purpose um through the things i enjoy but i don't think there's any specific thing that i'm supposed to be doing Hmm. yeah that's fair you're like am i allowed to say this as an answer no i know (laughs) (laughs) your face if yeah no i'm just like i'm just like thinking about i'm like yeah like i really don't i know that sounds kind of depressing but no i don't think it does i think it's kind of cool because it's like yeah i'm here and i'm moving forward and i don't know exactly what that looks like i'm just kind of here constantly learning and going through life and i think my purpose changes a lot i think Mm -hmm. that's what i Mm want to say actually is Mm -hmm. i don't think i have a purpose i think our purpose is constantly changing like when i be when i'm a boyfriend like my purpose is to be a good boyfriend to my partner and be a good partner right financially Mm -hmm. and like if you're living together yeah it's like financially and all these other things Mm -hmm. when you become a parent when you become a father Mm -hmm. your purpose is now your child so Mm -hmm. i think through life your purpose is constantly changing depending Mm -hmm. on the context Hmm. yeah yeah i can agree with that cool makes sense yeah i think a lot of people understand that very much um all right so you alluded to this one already and i i know you have a few but uh, do you have a favorite tattoo? And if so, why? Okay, so I have 14 or okay. 15 tattoos. Okay. They're all pretty small. Um, a favorite? Actually, I do. I think, I don't know, like like I said, it's always kind of changing mm-hmm. because I'm constantly getting small ones. But I think my favorite tattoo at the moment is I have an outline of a bombardier. Do you know what a bombardier is? Is it a hat? No. <laughs> no. I have no idea. <laughs> It's, I can't, I guess I could try to show it, but um, a bombardier is basically a giant commercial ice fishing like machine. Definitely did not know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's from like the (laughs) 50s or 60s, I think. I can't tell you for sure, but when I read about it, I think, so we went to the Northwest Territories for work and we got invited to go on a tour with Sean Buckley. I think that's his name. I really hope I'm not getting that wrong. But Sean is basically a famous, like, Canadian fisherman. He's a third-generation fisherman up in the Northwest Territories outside of Hay River, um, and he operates on Great Slave Lake. And we got invited to go commercial ice fishing with him for one of the projects we were working on and we were shooting. And it was just one of the coolest things we've ever done. And that's why I have it tattooed on me. And I took a picture of the outside of the vehicle mm-hmm. and I got the outline done uh, on my arm. So mm-hmm. it's right here. But uh, yeah, that's definitely my favorite because every single time I think of that moment, I think about the video I made of it. I think about, um, it was Danielle, Chris and Cody mm-hmm. all together. Cause we used to work on a lot of projects together. Um, and yeah i don't know i guess that's my my favorite one at the moment because it was just like one of the coolest things i've ever done and been a part of it's basically like think of a snowmobile but it's built like a tank and you can go inside of it that's crazy that's kind of what it looks like all right so i'm gonna have to check one of these out someday yeah i'll have to to show you the video (laughs) all right yeah yeah, definitely that would be cool all right so then maybe we can also link that video in the show notes for anybody else who like me has no idea what that thing is so they can check it out all right that's super cool i love that yeah i love when like tattoos have like a really cool story um or even just like a fun memory where it's like yeah this means something to me and i I love it and Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah um what is something you've accomplished that you are really proud of being a business owner. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I feel like, again, this kind of goes back to one of my other answers was um, when you're in the creative bubble, you're kind of numb to all these people having success and like uh, like having all these beautiful images and videos. But another part of that is like hearing about how much money someone is making. And a lot of the time is like, it's up to each individual to define what success means to them, but it's kind of hard not to think that success is money, mm. right? Um, especially in business. So um, having a business and having it operating mm. for me, it's just over two years now, actually last week was the two year mark. Um, I think that's the most successful thing I've done. And I think a lot of the time I take that for granted. And I think running a business isn't a big deal, but it really is. It's, it's not easy to, to basically like meet a bunch of strangers and convince them to give you money and like show them and not just like, sorry, saying it like that sounds kind of bad, (laughs) but like to show, to negotiate and kind of show them how much value you can uh, bring to their business. Like Mm -hmm. you are bringing them like images and videos, at least for my business, that is going to help them make more money. So it's like, how do I communicate that to them clearly? Um, and how do I do that constantly so that I can continue to pay to live, especially when it's like everything's so expensive right now mm-hmm. too. So I started a pandemic or sorry, I started a pandemic. <laughs> now we know who's it. responsible for it. it. Guys, it. you're here. <laughs> um, I started a business during the pandemic when it was bad, like mm-hmm. the first eight mm-hmm. months. And then I grew a business through a pandemic Mm -hmm. and it's still operating. And I really, really think that's Mm -hmm. a success that I kind of write off a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think I need to acknowledge it a lot more and celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's something very worth being proud of. It's a lot of effort, a lot of uh, fear that has to be pressed into and worked through um, and willing to accept failure and, and willing to just say like, no, this is worth it. And I love what you said too, that like success is defined individually. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's money um, to a degree. There, there's That's always a factor we need to live. Um, but that that number often looks different for what, what we value. And I think that's that's really cool. And I love that you drew that out of that as well. But there's a lot for you to be extremely proud of in that. That's yeah. cool. Success for me is um, I get to wake up every single day and get paid to do what I love. That's what success is. And as long yeah. as I'm continuously doing that, I will be successful. Mm-hmm. And if we really are going to get into it, as long as I think that way, then I will see more money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, Brandon, there's, there's so much I could say, uh, about my, my gratitude for just the honor of getting to call you friend even more and to know you and to work alongside you in less than desirable conditions <laughs> second time meeting. <laughs> yeah second time meeting um and just just who you are as a person it's really an honor for me to to know you to call you friend to to get to share a small part of you with with those listening um but uh is there anything else you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you not necessarily about me but i think just i think life in general is I think a lot of my life has been like ups and downs and the way I like to think of it is like waves. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. the waves are bigger, sometimes they're smaller, sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not there. So like Mm -hmm. 
um, my mental health goes through waves. I think life goes through waves. And like, I think the biggest part to share from that is like, things always get better. There have been a lot of times where I thought like, this is the bottom of the barrel and I can't get out of it. But like, it just does always get better. Like <laughs> it will. Um, I guess that's the only thing I, w- I wanted to share. Yeah. Very cool. I appreciate that. Cool. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, for not sleeping right now instead of having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, it's been, a, it's it been an cool. honor. Yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from I really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.